Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. I'm excited to teach this morning on the word alignment, and we're going to be starting our 21-day fast. Um, you can read about it. We gave you a handout what fasting is all about. Jump in at your level of your faith and partner, but I believe God will move. And I want to talk to you today about that alignment that happens through prayer and fast. Now, I, last week I promised you that I was going to talk about aligning your mind today, and I am. Um, but I got to be honest with you, God kind of drove me in a little different direction. I actually wrote two messages, and um, which one should I preach? Heads or tails? Just kidding. I'm going to preach the one I wanted to preach today. I'm going to minister it next week. It means it'll just marinate a little more in the, in the, in the juices. Come on now. Um, but today the Lord kind of took me back and said, no, teach my people this principle first that will help us get aligned. And so if you would grab your Bibles, go with me to Daniel chapter uh, number 10. We're going to read uh, four passages here, actually five passages, Daniel chapter 10. And we're going to look at when Daniel did the Daniel fast and what we're doing. And God, as I was praying, brought me back. In fact, if you didn't get a message outline, um, Costa Mesa, Lift Your Hand, or Usher are making their way down there. Also here in Fullerton, if you're logging online, there's going to be a link there. You can click and you can get the points to my message as well as the verses that we will be studying together in the teaching of God's Word. But God brought me back to the book of Daniel. And this, I'm going to tell you up front, what God began to show me is the reason Daniel even did the Daniel fast. We're going to read here. You're going to see that he was going through some mind battles. He was going through some things, and he began to seek God through this principle that overcomes every mind battle first, and it's the principle of prayer. And I want to talk about don't Don't judge my message. No, he's going to talk about just, you know, our Father who are. No, no, no. Prayer is powerful, okay? Prayer is not the spare wheel. Prayer is the driving, driving wheel. If we get prayer right, things will shift and things will change. So Daniel chapter two, 10, verse 2 and 3. Then we're going to go to 10 to 12. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. And if you're there, say, I'm there. Here's what the Bible says. Follow with me along here. It says, when the vision came to me, he said, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. So he was in a place of mourning. He was going through a lot, heavy-hearted, obviously a mind battle. In verse 3, it says, All that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips, and I had used no fragrant lotion until the three weeks had passed. That's the Daniel fast right there. No meats and no sweets. So if some of you are wondering, what's the Daniel fast? It's that, no meats and no sweets in essence. Verse 10, he says, He was praying and fasting, and he was heavy-hearted. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what, uh, listen carefully to what I have said to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. I'll pay careful attention to verse 12. And then we're going to read a couple more. But watch verse 12. He says, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray. Someone say the first day. He said, since the first day you actually started praying, for what? Understanding. So again, in his mind, watch this mind battle, mind aligned for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your God. He says, your request has been heard where? In heaven. And he says, and I have come in answer 
to your prayer. I want you to see that Daniel was mourning. He was going through a lot. So he decided to not, he decided not, not to get on the phone. He went to the throne. He decided not to get thrown off. He says, I'm going to pray and fast. And the Bible says that from the day he began to pray and fast, since day one, that an angel was dispatched to his prayer. And what I want to talk to you is I believe nothing will get our mind more aligned knowing that as we begin to pray and fast, that God is going to send angels through your 2020 to line everything up in Jesus' name. Now, I got a look excited there, but watch verse 13 and 14. They're going to put this up here on the screen. It says, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of Persia uh, blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came and helped me, and it left me there with the spirit prince of Persia. Now, I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns yet yet a time to come. There was a spiritual battle, but I want to talk to you today. The title of my message is Getting Your Mind Aligned. Say, Getting My Mind Aligned. Let's pray. Bow your head. Father in heaven, I thank you today as we gather, Lord, for no other reason but to get aligned with you, heaven, and get aligned with you, God. Father, speak to us in this message. God, cause everything to work for the good as we submit it to you. I pray that hope would come back into the heart of many people, Lord, a biblical hope, not a false hope, but a biblical hope that, God, you are faithful and, God, you are able. And we know that even now as we prepare our hearts to pray and fast, angels are being dispatched on our behalf. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All of God's people say amen. Would you give God one more clap? You may be seated. Come on, have a seat. And just tell the person you sit next to you, say, I'm getting my mind aligned. Say that, I'm getting my mind aligned with heaven. That's right, with heaven. I'm getting all lined up in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you today about aligning our mind with what God has for us. I want to talk about that. In fact, I'm going to take the next couple of weeks and really talk about this, this principle that is so important for us of how we navigate through our walk with God. Because you have to understand is that our mind is something God gave us, but nothing will throw us off of alignment more and we go through these mind battles. There is a battle that is taking place, and that battleground is between your ears, <laughs> okay? And it uh, happens here. A lot of people go through it. And let me just say this. Don't ever judge what someone's going through by the outside because it don't matter what they look like on the outside. They'd be going through war on the inside. Amen. There's a lot of, a lot of us that we go through battles, and, and they might have a smile. They might have, you know, eyebrows on fleek, call it what you want. You know what I mean? Look, I don't know if that's one of the cool things they say anymore. But, you know, all looking in style. Listen, don't, don't, no. Mind battles are for real. It's we all have battles that we go through, and it's, it happens in here. That's why, you know, be nice to people, because you don't know what they're battling in their heart, in their mind. You know, we don't know what they're going through. But nonetheless, is this is a very important mind battle. Now, I used the illustration last week of a steering wheel, how oftentimes we get off alignment. We get veered to a certain direction. And a lot of times, what causes our life to get off alignment is we get distracted from the road. I'm talking to all you texters while you're driving. Come on, God's going to speak to you. Okay. You get distracted with something on the side of the road, and of course, that'll throw off your alignment. I think a lot of times that's what the enemy tries to do to us is he tries to get our mind distracted so that we miss where God's trying to take us. We're so focused on what's on the peripheral, which that's not going to take us to where God's calling us to go. And there are battles that our mind go through, and we all go through different things. Now, everyone in here is battling some type of thing in your mind. In fact, right now you're probably battling, who is this guy? Why is he wearing skinny jeans? Just kidding. Come on, somebody. We all have battles, all right? 
all have battles in our minds. Some are not worth fighting, but some is I'm going to fight everything I got to win this one. And you got to know which hills to die on. Some things are like, you know, lions don't respond to cats' meows. Some of you will get that later. But some battles is, oh, no, devil, you ain't going to win this one. I am not going to give up any mental real estate to this stronghold because I know God has a future for me, a future for my children, and he has some th great things in 2020. Shout amen. So all of us have mind battles. Now, we'll establish that for now. Now, different seasons in life. Stay with me here. Let me just lay down a foundation, then the plane will take off, and we'll talk about different points here. But, but the, the different seasons of our lives... There are seasons we all go through that will intensify these mind battles. So there are, there are seasons. Life has seasons. And I'm not talking about the physical season. I'm talking about life seasons. That they will intensify the mind battles that you and I go through. And I think one of those seasons that intensifies the battle that we deal with in our minds, probably more than a lot of them, I'm just going to say one of the greatest seasons that intensify the mind battles we go through is the season of waiting. Talk to me, somebody. Where are the real people at? Come on now. It's the season of waiting. I mean, those seasons where you're waiting on God, where you're like, Lord, anytime you want to show up, like, be a good time right now to get up involved in all this madness. Come on now. Talk to me. Are these seasons of waiting where, where we're like, God, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying to you, or, or God, I, I'm trying to honor you. And in these waiting seasons, like our mind, we go through some battles. Like, is it ever going to happen? Will it ever happen? Is it always going to be like this? Is it not always going to be like this? Are they going to change? Are they not going to change? Is God going to come through? Is he not going to come through? And the devil, it seems in these seasons, he really throws those, Ephesians 6 says, those darts of doubts, those fiery darts of doubts. In these seasons of waiting where you're like, God, I mean, I know you're real, God, but I'm just wondering if you're going to come through. And our mind starts messing with us. I mean, at least I know it's true for me. Maybe you're awesome. You can polish your halo. Pray for me, okay? <laughs> just polish it for you. But for me, I know that some of the most difficult moments or some of the most difficult mind battles I've ever had to deal with was when I had to wait on God. When I was like, God, are you going to show up here, Lord? There's a lot of moments in my life, some funny, some real serious, like when I'm waiting for my daughter to stop crying. Are you going to come through, God? Just kidding. Come on. Okay. I've got to be patient. But anyway, but, but I'm talking about real battles. Some, some real stuff that we go, not that's not a real battle, but, you know, there are some things that in my life had been some of the most tough, toughest mind battles I've dealt with. Come on, Costa Mesa Online. I know you've dealt with what I've dealt with here. Is, for example, when my wife, for the first five years of our marriage, we couldn't have children. And there was a season there that, that we couldn't have children. We were wondering, are we ever going to have kids? God, uh, you know, is something wrong with me? Is something, you know, wrong with her body? And, and God, are we ever going to be able to produce children? And maybe we'll never have kids. And, and the enemy starts throwing mind battles. You know, maybe you guys will never truly be connected. And, and maybe you will never have a family. And there's these mind battles while you're waiting. You know, uh, as you go through life, you start progressing. You know, God, are you ever going to heal, you know, my child? Or, God, are you ever going to do this? And, and I've had to wait for certain things. Even I remember when, when, uh, when, I, when we first got married, I was working a job. We are doing, like, way too much hours. And I remember I, I switched jobs to honor my marital covenant because I'm like, I'm not going to put money before my marriage. I wish I had a better amen right there. Somebody. 
And so I said, I'm going to put this stuff in balance. And so then I put an application into another job, and I was waiting on that job. And I'm going, am I going to get hired? Am I not going to get hired? Did I make a bad decision? Am I, am I making a bad move? And I'm waiting to hear back, and I'm waiting to build a business. I'm waiting for that deal to close. I'm waiting, you know, uh, for, for this building. Remember, when this building where I got, is this church ever going to open? I'm, I'm waiting for miracles to happen. And, and some of my, my, my family members, I'm waiting. And God, are you going to change their life? I've had a lot of moments in my life where I've been waiting and I'm wondering, God, what's up? Can I tell you something I've learned, and I hope this is going to help you, because I, I'm telling you that when it comes to getting our mind aligned, that in the season of waiting, that battle gets intensified. And I know this might sound a little preachy, but let me put some faith inside of you. Here's what I've learned, is I have learned that when I'm waiting, that doesn't mean God's not working. Let me help somebody. That when I'm waiting, that doesn't mean God's not working. That when I'm faithful, when I'm praying, when I'm serving, when I'm worshiping, when I'm giving, and even if I don't see God moving, doesn't mean he's not moving. Because now I got four miracle children. Now look what God is doing. Now look what God has done. And look what he's about to do. So if you're in a season of waiting, don't you lose your mind. Stay faithful and watch God do a miracle. Come on, shout amen. Tell your neighbor, say, don't give up in the wait. And don't let the enemy mess with your mind. You know, no, no, because I'm telling you, it's the season of waiting that, that intensifies that mind, mind battle. They'll start messing with you. Is God going to come through? Is, is this going to take place? But we got to get our mind aligned. And then when I was studying, I really felt God bring me back to this and said, I really felt to tell us as we were preparing for our prayer and fasting, we're going to anoint people with oil, is that... The way this mind battle during the season of waiting is overcome is when I'm faithful in prayer, when I am focused on God. And I want to say this also is because when I'm faithful in God in prayer, just because I don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't see a way. Yeah. Hence the Red Sea. Remember when the children of Israel came to the Red Sea in the Bible? And the Bible says that they had the enemy to their back and in front of them there was this big old obstacle. And they felt like there's no way I can get through. And Moses says, just be still and know that he is God. And then God opens up the Red Sea and provides a, a, a super highway through the Red Sea. What's the point? God had a way they couldn't see. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. Say amen. So we have to, in these seasons, learn to say, God, I know there's a way. But I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm going to be faithful to you so that I don't give up in my mind. You see, oftentimes God can be working a plan much larger than you think. And I know we think just do it overnight, God. God says, no, no, no. Listen, I know it's delayed, but it's not denied. Worry is not going to change anything, but trusting God can change everything. You understand that when God's oftentimes, it's not God saying no. He just might be saying not yet. I have something I'm working on. There's some things I'm orchestrating. It's not about it coming. It's about it being just right at the right time, at the right place, at the right people with the right things. You just be faithful. Say amen. So the dilemma or the battle for us is when we don't always see God moving, what do we do? And that's why it's so important, like I said, to get our mind aligned. And God told me, align my people. Prayer. I got to get focused on you. Because when I don't see nothing happening in the physical, it doesn't mean nothing's happening in the spiritual. So I'm not going to give up. And here's just the practical point. If you throw in the towel when you don't see anything, then that's what you're always going to see. Nothing. 
So why not say, God, no, I'm going to trust you and be faithful, and I know that you are going to come through on your timing at your day. Say amen. So it's so important. Now let me show you this verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, as we're talking today about getting our mind aligned, as we're talking today about focusing first, saying, God, I'm going to come to you in prayer and seek your face before we talk about all the other things that we need to cover. In verse number 6, um, Paul writes this to the church in Philippi. He says, don't be anxious about anything. Mm. But in every situation, by what? Prayer. By what? Pr by complaining. No, by, by what? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to who? Now, you almost might think like, well, that's obvious. Of course I'm going to present my prayers to God. But actually, you'd be surprised how many times that we don't present our prayers to God. Instead, we present our prayers to my cousin. You present your prayers to your friend. You present your prayers to people that can't do anything for you. But we got to learn to say, no, 2020, I'm going to present my prayers to God, who's the one who can really change everything and bring about the change. Say amen. So the scripture particularly says that when we pray what it's coming against, watch this now. If you, it's in your notes, circle this word. Don't be anxious. Circle the word anxious. So, so anxious, he's saying, this is what prayer is trying to overcome is the anxiety. And I think nothing throws our mind more off of alignment is the anxiety or the fear, because anxiety is, is related to fear, about the future where we get anxious, we get overwhelmed in our mind that we're afraid of what's to come. And what happens is the metaphorical wheel starts getting shaky. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, 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 uh. And, and, and then that's how our alignment gets thrown off. We tend to want to give up on what God is, is calling us to do. Anxiety, and I want to say this, is not just a mental issue. Anxiety is a spiritual issue. Because the remedy the Bible says, now again, I don't want to discount things that we go through mentally. And I know there are people that, that go through mental battles. But it goes deeper than that. It's not just a mental issue. It is a spiritual issue. Because the Bible says don't be anxious about anything, but instead there is a better option. He says pray. A, that is a spiritual issue. He says if you want to get rid of your anxiety today and if you're anxious about, so I don't know who I'm talking about. I feel I'm having a conversation with someone right now that maybe you've been going through panic attacks. You've been going through a depression. You've been going through a stress. You can't sleep right. You're not getting rest. You feel like you can't make decisions. You feel like you're losing it. You feel like you're flying off the wheel. I feel God tell me to tell you he has brought you to Freedom House to get you to learn how to align your mind through prayer, through fasting, and things are going to break in 2020. Shout amen. I feel this thing right now. Anxiety. Because this is true, is anxiety will rob you of your peace. It's real. And then we're not parenting, we're parent-noid parenting. Right? Then we're not, we're not we're stressed out, we're overwhelmed, and we're not thinking clearly because we tend to think that, that all the power is only on us. But if I get my mind aligned through prayer, then I go, see, it's not about the juice I have or the power I have. 
but it's the power that my God has and what can come into my life. So if it was only up to me, yes, then I ought to freak out and I ought to just run for the hills. But good news, it's not only on me. It's I serve a God who is greater. I serve a God full of hope, power. I serve a God who is willing. I serve a God who is good. And it's not about how good I am, but how good he is. And it's by the blood of Jesus that I can come to the throne of God and make my request. And I'm going to wait on God, not wait on anything else because I know God is faithful. Just touch your neighbor and say, God is faithful. God is faithful. You see, anxiety is this. Now, notice it says, don't be anxious. And if you're battling anxiety this morning, and you say, Pastor, how do I get over this? You need to jump on this 21-day prayer and fasting with us. Because it's not just a mental issue, it's a spiritual issue. And yes, I am trying to fire you up to get on this fasting with us. I'm praying that there are thousands of people that fast with us. And things begin to break on a deep level. Amen. He says, don't be anxious about anything. He says, but in every situation, pray. Which means that believers are not called to live by situation. We're called to live by revelation. I'm going to say it one more time. We're not called to live by situation. We're called to live by revelation. In other words, I don't live by what I'm surrounded with physically. I live by the revelation that God is for me and who can be against me. So I need to allow that to happen. Anxiety will distract you from your relationship with God. And God wants to heal that this year. But we need to get our mind aligned through prayer. Say amen. Verse 7, it says, and the peace of God, watch this, it gets gooder. Gooder is not a word, but it's my sermon, okay? <laughs> Verse 7, he says, and the peace of what? God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your what? Minds. In who? Christ Jesus. Then he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what does he say, last sentence? Think about these things. But it starts with prayer, then it gives me a list of things of what I should think about. Now, next week, I'm going to break this down of how do we jump on those trains of thoughts. Don't miss next Sunday, okay? Uh, just, I'm layering this right, and what I feel the Spirit of God telling me is that first, before we get into all those practical things and principles, I first have to get you back to a place of alignment. Say, God, I need to get in alignment in prayer. Because if I'm not ready in prayer, it doesn't matter what tools I have. Prayer is the fuel that gets me to fulfill those tools. Amen. And so, prayer, it aligns us. Now, I took this long road to say, this is why I read to you the book of Daniel. Because in the book of Daniel, Daniel is waiting for God to move. He's actually waiting. The Bible says that he was mourning. We just read it, that he was, he was, he was dealing with this, this heavy-heartedness, and he was waiting for God to move. And the Scripture says that he ate no rich food and no meat or nothing. In other words, he was fasting. And the reason he was fasting is because the context of what's going on lends to us that essentially what he's realizing is that he got word from Ezra that he was facing opposition and rebuilding God's temple and establishing God's kingdom. And so the book of Daniel is the Bible says that Daniel gets real heavy hearted because God's people are being oppressed. And what I love about this is when Daniel saw the enemy bringing an oppression onto the God's people, he didn't just decide to eat ice cream, watch soap operas, and Netflix binge. 
He says, that ain't going to bring no more change if I still run the same old things I've done last year. If I want to see new things, I got to do new things. So he's like, I'm actually going to try something I've never done before. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to see God move. Shout amen. So the Bible tells us that Daniel begins to fast and pray. Now, the book of Daniel is very key. Let me just get some context here. Is Daniel was a God-fearing man who, with his friends, was forced to live in an ungodly place far from the promised land. And the Bible tells that Daniel actually lived in a, a polytheistic religious culture, meaning he had many opportunities to fall into, into worship false gods and to have false motives, but he kept his, his heart pure. In fact, the Bible says that he was thrown into a lion's den uh, when he he was being persecuted for his faith, uh, but luckily the, the, the lions were on the Daniel fast. <laughs> Cheesy, you know, but it works. Get it? Because they didn't eat him. They were fasting Daniel. Anyway, tough crowd. All right. Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> so they didn't eat him. What's the point? Is the world could try to throw you in whatever lions den they want. But when I got favor with God, ain't no devil going to chew my future up because I'm lined up with God. Say so, amen. So Daniel gets thrown in the lines, then he gets rescued, and Daniel realizes that if I pray, God can do the miracle. Joel chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, watch this about fasting. This is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting and weeping and mourning. Verse 13, don't tear your clothing in your grief. Or let me say it like this, don't put a hole in your wall in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Oh, I love that. God, I'm not going to tear up everything around me and Instead, God, I'm going to tear anything off my heart and off my mind, and I'm just going to let you work in my life. He says, return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unloving, unfailing love. He's eager to relent and not punish. Daniel says, I am going to trust God. Say amen. Now, I'm going to show you here verse 12. It's about to get really serious right now in a good way. But watch what verse 12 says. This is why we pray. Ooh, this is good. Some of you, if you didn't pay attention to anything else I said, pay attention to this. You don't want to miss this. Because Daniel prays and fast. He says, I'm not going to freak out about all the oppression. Instead, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to get my mind aligned with what God's will is, not with what I'm seeing. I live out of revelation, not situation. He prays. And then in verse 12, watch how good this is. Look at this. Watch, watch, watch. Watch. Then he said, don't be afraid. So the angel comes to him. Daniel gets an angelic visitation. He says, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request was heard in heaven, and I have come in answer to your prayer. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. An angel was dispatched because of Daniel's prayer. Some of you are going to pick that up right now. The angel came because Daniel prayed. So let me flip it like this. Which angel hasn't shown up to your house because you have not prayed? Because the angel didn't come to the complaining. The angel didn't come to the negativity. The angel didn't come to the argument. The angel came when Daniel prayed. 
oh God, I feel this thing. I feel like we're about to pray about a hundred thousand angels that are gonna come to Orange County and to the, matter of fact, Lord, send a million angels because we ain't about to play. This ain't a playing church. This is a praying church. There ain't no playing men. There are some praying men. Oh, mamas, if you got this, you would say, child, I know you ain't at home right now, but I'm gonna pray that an angel goes and gets you Somebody ought to shout and give God a praise. Say amen. Tell two people, say, I'm praying some angels show up this year. I'm praying some angels show up this year. Come on, Costa Mesa. We're praying some angels show up this year. So let me tell you how we're going to get our mind on this, what God told me to show our, our church. Because, man, I had a, a whole message, had great analogies, had a prop. How else I want to share with you? God says, no, don't start there. Let me tell you how we get our mind on it's because when we pray, this is how you're going to have peace. Because you know angels have been dispatched. <laughs> so write this down, first point. That was a long introduction or one point, I know. <laughs> like, wow, what's the point of this message? Write this down. When we pray and fast, write this down. It's right here. When we pray and fast, angels, point number one, are dispatched on our behalf. Put it up there. Come on, there it is. Come on, team. There we are. There we go. Angels are released to battle on your behalf. When we pray and fast, angels are released to battle on your behalf. I didn't realize this, but I was rhyming as I was writing. Praise the Lord. I got bars today. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> okay. When we pray and fast, this is going to have you be in alignment. That angels get released on your behalf. So I'll flip it again. Which angels are not being released? <laughs> See, again, I'll lose my mind. If I think it's all up to me. But if I can get a revelation that my prayer and fasting is releasing angels, then I go like this. It won't my fight to fight. Because even if I tried, I don't even have the power to change it. But God gave me something else. Is I could pray down heaven. Let me read you them verses. Let me, let, me, let me read the word. Let's read the word. Watch what angels do. Okay. Oh, I feel this. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. If he, Exodus 23, 20 says, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to a place that I have prepared. Some of you need to start praying, God, dispatch angels to go ahead of me. Hebrews chapter 1 and 14, it says, Therefore angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. In other words, God assigns. We'll say, Do I have a guardian angel? Yes, you do. And some of your guardian angel is tired. <laughs> You're like, man, I wouldn't come call a cause places with you, man. We got stories when we get to heaven. You know what I'm saying? But that angel was dispatched because somebody was praying for you. Now, some of us need to return that and start praying angels to be dispatched. Come on, somebody, with the people in our lives. He says he sends the angels to care for the people. Oh, Lord, Father in heaven, I pray angels over all my children, over our church, over families right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Acts 5 and 19. Angels will also open doors you cannot open. It says, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of a jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple court said, and tell the people about this new life. In other words, the angel opened door. Psalms 103, 20 and 21, New Living Translation. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans. Listening for each of his commands. Verse 21. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. The Bible says that the angels are actually serving God's will and God's commands. Mm. 
So good. So the angels move according to God's word and God's commands. They respond and they are, they have been created to respond to your prayers and you seeking God. <laughs> they don't respond to negativity. In fact, there are some, let me say this, there are some fallen angels who respond to negativity. That's why you got to be careful what you say with your mouth. Don't give away your strategy to the demons. Especially if you say this, if he does that again, I am going to lose my mind. The demon says, okay, let me make that happen real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Do you realize how powerful your words were? Don't give away your strategy. They speak life. Because I think we give too much, too much talk about the demons who are against you. But there is a greater force who's for you. The devil's after me. Really? That's amazing. Can I tell you about that million of angels that are for you? So you're going to sit back and just let the devil smackity smack? No, man. I'm going to activate what God gave me. I have an authority. I've been given access by Jesus to the Father. His word lives in me. And I can pray and dispatch angels to turn about things that cannot. More are for me than those who are against me. So, Father, I'll say it again. We pray, dispatch a million angels to come and shift the course of events in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Oh, man, this will, this will bring peace to your mind. You'll go to bed much better. It's all good. Four angels, go get them. Get crazy, Lord. Because some of us lose our peace. Because we think the battle's only ours. <laughs> Let me show you one more thing. Almost done. We're going to pray for people. One more thing. Can I show you one more thing? Okay. Let me show you. Okay, maybe two more. One more. <laughs> this crazy passage, it's bizarre. It really is. But the scriptures actually pull the curtain back of what's happening in the spiritual realm. Of why some of us are waiting Stay with me. Verse 13. This is good. It says, but for 21 days. Watch this now. Someone say 21 days. How many days did Daniel fast for? Remember that. For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. It's bizarre. So the angel's saying, hey, Daniel, I was in a spiritual, I was battling the demonic for 21 days. You were battling in the physical, but I was battling in the spiritual. Oh, man, it makes me want to just pray right now. He says, but then Michael, one of the archangels, this might be a little, I got to be careful because Sunday morning, I know I'm going a little deep here, just stay with me, okay? One of the archangels came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. So, so there are three archangels, okay, in heaven. Okay, I want to learn more about that. Jump into Bible college, shameless plug. Okay, but there's three archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. Lucifer, the worshiping archangel over all those angels. There was Gabriel over all the messengers, and there was Michael. He's the war angel. So, so he says, Daniel, when you were praying, I came, and I was going to bring your breakthrough. Then the demonic was fighting me, and we were throwing and we were, and, but he says, but, but it took me 21 days, and you were praying for 21 days. Thank God you didn't give up on day 20 and night. Oh, 
He said, because on day 21, God sent the big guns because there was some, and he said, I'm going to bring Michael. I'm going to bring the archangel. And I don't know about you, but Lord, send Michael, God. Send the archangel to America and break every stronghold that is trying to hold your people captive. We declare it. We decree it in the name of Jesus. I ain't going to just pray one day, not even two days. I'm going to be faithful in prayer till I see the breakthrough. Even if it takes 22 days, even if it takes 25 days, I am going to see it. Oh, you want to give God a shout of praise in this place? Hallelujah. Point two, then we're going to pray for people. This is heavy. I know it's heavy. I feel it. Write it, write it down. Put it, put it on the screen. Quick, quick, quick. You don't have to understand fully to obey immediately. Because some of you right now are going, I don't understand all this, Pastor. How does all this work? So if I fast and if I go like this, Lord, do something. That I, I don't understand. You don't have to understand it to obey it. God's not asking you to understand. He's asking you to obey Him. And some of us get too caught up on reason when we should get caught up in obedience. And some of you, God's calling you into deeper chambers of prayer and seeking Him. To fully surrender to Him. Fully say, God, I surrender to you. I'm not going to try to change it on my will and my power. But I want to involve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And yes, I am trying to stir you up to pray and fast. This is going to get your mind alive. And when you walked in, they handed you a, what is fasting. Many of us have been preparing inviting you to do a Daniel fast or whatever kind of fast God speaks to you about. Jump in at some level. And today we're going to anoint you with oil. Not just to anoint you with oil, but so that you would say, God, this is going to be the year that I want to see everything in alignment. And I'm going to seek you. Because if you don't have that in your heart, then the oil's not going to do anything. All you're going to have is oil on your forehead. But if you say, I received this word and I'm ready to seek God, and I want to, this, I'm going to dedicate this year to Him, then the Bible says this in Psalms 23 and 5 and 6. It says this. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. By the end of this year, you're going to be dining, and all your enemies say, you thought you won't get me, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Two things are true in that scripture. Psalms 23.5, put it up there for me, team. Come on, stay with me. Psalms 23.5, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What's that mean? That means you have enemies. But the second point is this, God can prepare a table right there. Yeah. He says, you anoint my head with what? Oil, and my cup runs over. In other words, it overflows. In other words, God, I'm going to seek you. And watch verse 26. I'm sorry, verse 6. It says, surely, someone say goodness. goodness. Someone say mercy. mercy. Shall follow me. He says, all the days of my life, and I will dwell where? In the club. I will dwell at the homie's house. I will dwell with the nonsense. I will dwell with, the, with, with, with those that are going to drag me to my past. I will dwell where? In the freedom house of the Lord. Oh, God, I threw that in there. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.